rise and shine. Pour yourself a cup of coffee and tune in to Good Morning Aurora. News, weather, and really cool interviews. Monday through Friday from 8 to 9 a.m. Good morning, Aurora. Good morning, Aurora. Hope that you are all doing well on this nice, sunny, beautiful, sunshiny Wednesday. It is August 11, 2020. You are listening to Good Morning Aurora, the second largest city's first daily news podcast. And we have a special guest in the studio with us today. We have Linda Kemp of the Rotary Club. Hello there. Hello. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> Good Appreciate to see you. Being here. All claps are live because we don't have the clap button yet, but as soon as we do, they're better that way. More heartfelt, yep. Um, so we also have my co host Christine in the Good house. Morning. Hello. Good morning. Good to see you today. Got Hunter behind the uh, audio equipment over there, and we've got JV, who I think stepped out for a phone call, but there he is. Good. 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 Good morning, young man. Always working. Yes. All right, so we got some uh, updates for you guys and a few things to talk about to get you ready for this week here when we get to the news. And then we're going to get into our wonderful interview with Ms. Kemp. So it appears that all of the uh, scattered violence downtown Chicago is abating. That's the word of the day, abating, A-B-A-T-I-N-G. It is going away and subsiding and slowing down. Um, there's talk of having the bridge on, is that grand? Lowered because the bridges were up to keep people out who were not in the uh, city downtown proper area. Uh, The last tally was 65 people arrested, 13 officers wounded, and an incalculable amount at the moment of property damage, loss, and destruction. Um, That is the Chicago update. We hope that things calm down completely very soon. Cape Con August is going on this entire week, and that's why brought to us by our friends at the Aurora Public Library. So today at 10 o'clock a.m., there is the live head-to-toe cosplay sewing seminar. Ooh. So if you want to, I mean, whoever is not working at 10 o'clock a.m. is going to do some cosplay. You know, hook a brother up on how to get that job. Tomorrow, there is the, at 7 o'clock p.m., there's live comic book making with author and illustrator Jarrett Lerner. And then Friday at 3 o'clock p.m., there's the Family Cosplay Parade. Space is limited, but you can still register at the events that are upcoming at the aurorapubliclibrary.org slash events. So do that, because Cape Con is a lot of fun for all of you fellow nerds out there. Now, next Wednesday, don't forget, the Illinois Department of Human Services has the virtual recruitment presentation, and that's going to be at 10 o'clock a.m., 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. You can learn about careers and the application process with the Department of Human Services. The program is, again, one hour long, and the registration has been posted on our Facebook page, but you can definitely check it out again uh, for those you know who may be looking for work, hard work with a good benefit. The Piece of Art Camp is tomorrow from 5 to 7 p.m. at the Peace House, which is at 301 Fifth Street in Aurora. Shout out to our wonderful friend of the show, Jen Ingram. The registration for that is online as well on our Facebook page. Canecom is hiring. If you're a confident, passionate team player who is an effective multitasker with a desire to help others, apply to be a 911 telecommunicator today at www.countyofcane.org. Great pay. Excuse me. Well, yeah, the pay is great, but it's competitive pay and great benefits. Mm. IMRF pension and full-time. Make a difference in your community. Fast-paced, exciting work days. 
All In for Veterans charity ride the 21st of this month through the 20th of next month. That is the fourth annual, and that's brought to us by our friends at Allen Force. All veterans, all eras. For $25 of the registration, that includes your ride card and lanyard, your 3x3 all-in patch, and your POI list. Ride packets are mailed, and you have to register uh, by the 15th of this month. For more information, you can contact Donna at Dollar, excuse me, Dollar. Donna at allenforest.org, right? Which went to Dollar. dollar. It kind of, it, it flowed dollar. right into it. <laughs> Donna Dollar, Dollar, dollar General. Ugh, sheesh. Now, don't forget Kane County Sheriff's Office Zoom Meeting Economic Empowerment Webinar. We are throwing this guy down you guys' neck. We're telling you about it every single day. It's posted on Instagram and Facebook for a reason. Go, go, Economic go. Empowerment. Duh, do it. Learn from experts about a free program that will help you reduce debt, improve credit score, find safe and affordable banking, increase savings, rental and mortgage assistance, and free confidential individual virtual financial coaching. Please register by noon on the 17th. Questions, please call 630-208-2009. And that's brought to us by our wonderful friends at The Neighbor Project, the Aurora Financial Empowerment Center, and the city of Aurora, Illinois. Very, very cool. And I want to give a special shout out to a friend of the show, Mr. Grant Millerin. He's got dates coming up and he is a wonderful acoustic guitarist. Right, Grant? Shout out. Uh, hey, I hope you're out there listening, brother. Uh, he's a wonderful acoustic guitarist. I met this young man many moons ago and we just reconnected recently on the patio at Valley Door where he was playing and I was sipping Carlsberg. It was a great day. The 15th, he's at Long Grove Live. The 16th, he's at the Corked Wine Bar in Long Grove, Illinois. The 19th, at the Foxtail in Downers Grove. And the 25th, at the Boathouse in Lake Geneva, Wisconsin. Shout out to our wonderful brother, Grant Millerin. And last but not least, the third annual Dedicated Sons LEMC Charity Ride Benefiting Operation Warrior Wishes. The registration of this will take place at 10 o'clock a.m. at the Aurora Tap House on the 15th of this month. The Aurora Tap House is right next door to us. It's the Old Web. And it's one of those things, like Chicago, right? Oh, it's Willis Tower. No. It will <laughs> always be Sears Tower. So if they change the name of this bar to the greatest bar in the world place, it will still be the Web for those who know it. I think it's one of the oldest bars in not only Illinois, the state. It's got a distinctive history to it. And, like, I think the bar in there is probably one of the oldest the rest of the places, you know, TVs yeah. now, it's fresh. Shout out to Tracy Duran. Maybe she's going to bring us some more Yeah, Tracy Duran. Yeah, good morning, Tracy, out there in listener land. Yeah, shout out to Tracy Duran. If we can get some history on the web, we'll read it um, and credit and credit you online, uh, like we always do anyway. So kickstands go up at 11 o'clock a.m. So registration's at 10, 11 o'clock a.m. is when the kickstands go up, and the stops are the pub in Maple Park, Tin Roof Tavern, Roadhouse Country Bar and Grill, and then back at the Aurora Tap House for cookout at approximately 5.15 p.m. $25 per for bike or car, and $15 per passenger, and food is included in the cost. Questions, please contact dedicatedsons at gmail.com. All right, that's all for our news and things going on today. So now we will get into our great, wonderful interview with our dear friend of the show, Miss Kemp. Good to see you this morning. This morning. Good to be here. Thank yeah. you for having me. I appreciate that. All right. Awesome. Um, so we've got some wonderful questions. We're going to learn about the Rotary Club, learn about the history of it. 
um, speak on yourself, and then living spaces by Linda. Like we talked loving about loving spaces. Loving spaces, yeah. Got to talk about that. Got to talk about that. Um, so first off, uh, tell the listeners where you're from. Well, uh, my name is Linda Kemp. I actually live in Oswego, Illinois. I'm 12 minutes from downtown Aurora. Um, I have been born and raised in New Jersey, and I've lived in eight places across the United States. So brought me here to the Midwest, and I love it. I absolutely love it. When did you come to Aurora? Um, I actually was doing a lot of business here in Aurora, and two of my good friends, um, they got me into Rotary. They dragged me into Rotary. I was already <laughs> doing community outreach, and um, it was Judd Lofshay and Scott Thurman, and um, they just they became my my good friends, and they brought me into Rotary, and I have never looked back. It was just a perfect fit. So nice. That's how I got involved with that. Yeah. And growing up, what impact did your dad have on your life? What impacted me? Um, this is this is so weird because. I don't know from a young age, I was always trying to reach out to people. It, mm -hmm. it seemed crazy. We had, and please don't laugh at this, but we had a Barbie fan club. <laughs> so <laughs> we would get together. This is how it started. We had a Barbie fan club. We would pay, I don't know, 10, 15 cents dues a week to be there. We held it at um, one of our friends' homes, and her mom would bring out cookies, and, and you know, we would just have a good time. And we decided at the end of you know, a certain amount of time we would have a party. Well, we were sitting there and I said, instead of having a party, Easter is coming up. Why don't we make baskets and uh, bring them to the hospital for the kids that can't be you know, home with their families? One thing led to another and some of the parents got involved. Before you know it, we were at the hospital. This is way before there were restrictions at the hospital. They let us in, and we, we actually made bas Easter baskets and brought them to the, uh, the kids at the hospital. Oh, nice. I think I was all of 10 or 11 at the time, and that seemed to follow me throughout my life. So being where I am and the position that I am in right now with Rotary and giving back to the community, giving back globally, it's it's natural. It's just a natural flow of my life and where where I've gone and where I'm going. So, it was it was a good fit. That's interesting because uh, you have a uh, you got an energy to you. Like you have a very strong like forward moving presence to you, and I think that's. I'm a Leo. Yeah. So, <laughs> I've been told it's because it's because of, that's my sign. I don't know. I just um, I just enjoy what I do, and when I'm passionate about something, you can feel that. You can feel that energy come through. What's and the think, best thing about uh, being in the in your position in the Rotary Club? The impact we have on people's lives, whether we're changing uh, multiple lives at a time or whether we're reaching out to one or two people. We're very involved with Mutual Ground, Hesed House, um, Simply Destiny. We're, we're, we're just, we're there. We're making an impact in other people's lives. When the downtown Aurora was trashed and, and rioted and looted, we, um, we immediately, our club, 
came to the came to um, the conclusion that we had to give back, and that's what we did through Invest Aurora. Yeah, yeah. we uh, we there was the news around that time. We were definitely shouting out Rotary Club because we saw that you guys were the uh, driving force behind some of those initiatives. In you know, in the posted stuff that Investor mm-hmm. World was sending out? Well, it's it's not just it's not just my club, mm-hmm. although my club is very active in mm-hmm. the community and so is the Aurora Sunrise Club. It's rotary across the board. When COVID um, hit everyone, every one of our clubs went went right to work getting the monies out into the community, getting the monies out globally. And then what happened, um, we started to realize that some of the clubs held their uh, meetings at um, restaurants and the waiters, the servers there, they were out of a job. They were out of work. So we took up collections in our club to get money out to them. Right. And so did many of the clubs across the area. And for people who don't know, tell us more about the Rotary Club, when it started, what it stands for. Wow. So it started um, in 1905 by an attorney called Paul Harris and started in Chicago. He just wanted to get all the businessmen at that time, at that particular time together, to network. And I guess it's called Rotary because they rotated the meeting place. And one thing mm. led to another, and they built, they built a network around this. It became a global um, service. It wasn't a service club. It became a global networking club, and then it turned to service. So our motto is service above self. Now, our club is going to be 100 years old in 2023. Uh-oh, wow. shout out, Rotary Club. So the Rotary Club of Aurora will be 100 years old in 2023. And to have an organization such as Rotary stand around that long to, to hold their ground, to continue to give back to the community, I think that's amazing. That is amazing. And it's, it's, it's all built on the hearts of the people that are involved in this. And interestingly enough, you have to love this about uh, about changing times. Women were not allowed to be involved in Rotary until 1984. 84? Wow. Yeah, 84. Holy cow. I, 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 <laughs> I could not believe that. Well, here's the best thing that I've You talk about diversity and inclusion. We have now a president nominee for Rotary International President, who is a woman, and she's from Canada. I think that's amazing. We've had all ethnicities represented. We've had all cultures represented. We have never had a woman. So here you go. Times are changing. Everything is changing. You know, COVID has brought so much to our attention. All the violence that we're seeing, there is violence, but it has to break down the systems in order for everyone to be heard and recognized. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So that's it's not what's just happening. Random right distra- now. Yeah. Break it. Build something new. But start we have over. To, we, the systems that weren't working needed to be demolished right. and collapsed. And that's exactly what's happening. You have to, just like the earth was formed, the earth was formed through a series of events, explosions, chaos. And here we are. Yeah. Here we are. And now we have to reevaluate. Is this where we really want to be? What right. do we need to do to move forward? So, Man. it's absolutely amazing. 1905 in Chicago by Paul Harris. That's very cool. In fact, That's they're restoring history. his house right now. Mm-hmm. 
And there is a club, a new club that was formed during COVID, believe it or not. Uh, they were meeting on Zoom. Uh, they, they started the uh, process before COVID hit, but COVID didn't stop them, right. didn't stop our district from launching this new club. And when all is said and done and the Paul Harris House is uh, completed, the restoration is completed, they will be hosting their meetings there once we're out of social distancing altogether. Very cool. Now, what's some of the uh, Aurora initiatives that the Rotary Club has been in that people would know? Uh, well, there's there's, okay. a, there's our, a bunch of them. Oh, gosh. Our biggest one is Festival of Lights. That's right. And Festival of Lights is our miracle. Uh, and I call it our miracle because last year it, it, it almost didn't happen. And that was uh, that was so hard for everyone in the club to um, to to recognize to ingest. We just didn't want to see it collapse. So we reached out to um, the mayor's office. They met with us and they said, "Let's do um, a media briefing and we'll get all volunteers." Well, okay, so we did it. We were there. We yeah. we did our did our pitch. The mayor. Um, did the briefing with us he reached out to the community but what happened was astounding clayton clayton um sent me an email he said you're never going to believe what happened we got 80 volunteers in two days 80 volunteers we were looking for 100 volunteers we needed to set up five saturday work days because people don't realize that when we set up for festival of lights we start in july Wow. Okay, we start in July. Right. We've got to take, uh, we've got to get the trailers um, unpacked. We've got to go through all the lights. We have to make sure that the bulbs are secure, that there aren't any wires that have come loose because the weather here is horrible right. during the wintertime. You never know what you're going to expect. So it, it plays havoc on the equipment. So we have to make sure the equipment is working. There are so many moving parts to the displays. We have to be careful on how they're taken out of the, the, the trailers, how they're set up. This takes time and effort. Well, the people that were um, the movers and the shakers, for lack of a better word, some of them were retiring. Some of them had already retired. So we lost our core, right. and we needed to have some volunteer blood. Well, the first workday that um, we had was absolutely amazing. Clayton showed up at the um, at Phillips Park where we were doing the uh, the checking the displays and the wiring, and he looked around. He couldn't believe the people were working together. It was like it was like little ants running back and forth. <laughs> and he looked at me and he said, "What's going on here?" I said, "Can you feel the energy? It's absolutely amazing. There were people of all colors, of all." Income levels, it didn't matter, white, black, male, female, I, I, kids, students, and they were all bonding. It was, it was so crazy. It Isn't was, it nice when you see that happen? Yeah. It could only happen in Aurora. I know that sounds crazy, but I have seen this community come together with the, the Pratt shooting. I have seen this community come together when there is a problem. Everybody runs. Everybody runs to save their community. Yeah. When you talked about the uh, the writing and the vandalism and everything downtown, mm -hmm. we got to keep in mind that it was just the, it was that next day, that next morning, that they had cleanup crews of all kinds of people very out there early. squared away like with the brooms. Oh, yeah. The very next morning. Absolutely. As many and people I, were out there causing destruction were out there 
getting oh, it, yeah. getting it clean. Just, you know, we um, a couple of people, I think, from the Aurora Sunrise Club, I'm not sure if there's anyone from our club, we had an event going on that same morning. I can't remember what that was. It might have been a training session or something, mm -hmm. but we could not attend. But Aurora Sunrise was out there, and they were, they were helping with the cleanup, along with so many different community service groups and just people, just people who wanted to give back. People wanted to say, "Hey, you know what? This is this is our town. This is our city. You don't, you can't come in here and do that. We're going to take ownership." And they did. Right. They did because of the pride that exists in this city. Yep. Absolutely. And plus, there's so much work to be uh, that has been done in downtown, and there still has to be done in downtown too. So we don't, we you know, we don't want to see that momentum. Oh, I slip. don't think that momentum is going away. Right. I think that um, all of this that's happening now in Chicago has fired up, uh, has fired us up. We are, we are ready. We are we are going to take back our city before anybody takes it away from us. So I um, believe that to be true. Yeah. What do you think is the uh, what's the biggest change that you've seen in Aurora in your time in Aurora? In my time. I'll, I'll tell you a moment I had. I was meeting with a client at Treadwell, and he looked over at me and he said, five years ago, I never thought I'd be sitting here having a cup of coffee and relaxing right here in this area. He said, it's a miracle. Of course it's a miracle. Things are changing. Things are evolving. People are wanting to to be here. They don't want to go out of Aurora to get the, the culture, to get good food, to get... Right. Um, to be exposed to the arts, they they want to be right here. This you you want to drive 10, 15 minutes. This is it. People from Naperville are coming to see us. Mm -hmm. yes. People from Plainfield, people from all over are coming here to Aurora because we have so much to give. Yeah, yeah. We really do, and uh, it's the pride. It's all of these mom and pop shops that you can visit. First Fridays is amazing. The farmers market. Mm -hmm. There's just so much here. Very cool. Paramount. The time is now 8.31 a.m. And you're listening to Good Morning Aurora, the second largest city's first daily news podcast. And we are joined today by Linda Kemp of the Rotary Club. So uh, I want to talk about the presidencies of the Rotary Club. What is the, uh, how long are the terms? So we are elected, elected as presidents for one year. Okay. But um, you start actually serving somewhat in that capacity when you're president nominee, that's when you're um, exposed to being a board member and getting involved in district events. Then you move from president nominee to president-elect. As president-elect, you do the same thing on a deeper level. And then you're president, so you have your one-year presidency, which last year was my year. And um, didn't expect COVID to hit, but bring it on. <laughs> bring it on. We're ready now. We're ready now. So, and after that, as past president, you're still, that's your last year on the board, and that's where um, you can make the changes that you want to make by serving in the capacity on the board, which this year we've changed it. So my, um, what's near and dear to my heart in how I'm serving is through membership, through retaining mm -hmm. members, increasing membership, and just making our members feel that their gifts and talents are needed. Yeah, membership's hard, especially in these times. What are some of the ways you guys have kind of reinvented, um, wow, especially through COVID? Wow, we have so many initiatives. I am now the current uh, district membership chair, and our district consists of 61 clubs, and um, we have 
almost 7,000 Rotarians that belong. We took a hit because of COVID. Mm-hmm. Uh, every, everyone did, I realized that. But um, what happened was, as soon as we were um, social distancing and we were not meeting in person anymore, we were locked up in our houses, a third of our clubs throughout the district went right to Zoom. And our district paid for the first year of Zoom to continue the momentum of meeting. People needed that connection. Rotary is a fellowship. People, people don't just join it because they want to be a service uh, to the community. They want the fellowship. They want the camaraderie. They need that. So that meeting for them on a weekly basis or a bi-weekly basis, however they, they met, each club is individual, that meant so much to them to still be able to connect. We had socials every Friday through our district where we played games and enga- we had a scavenger hunt, believe it or not. You had to go find things in your, your home, but it, it kept people connected. And I think that's what helped us maintain so much of the membership. Yeah, Zoom was interesting during this whole pandemic because there are meetings that I probably wouldn't have listened to or attended, That's but because your... they were on Zoom, right. I would I would tune in. Well, well, I happened to be on one. I'll tell you a short story. I happened to be on one meeting. Um, I, I don't even remember. I was, I've done so many trainings. I happened to be there, and one of the Rotarians from Rotary One, Rotary One is the um, the first club that was ever formed. It's in Chicago. They meet at the Union League Club, or they did (laughs) until COVID. But um, I happened to be on the call, and and Marshall Schmidt, who was the president at that time, said that he was approached by someone, and that person said, you're doing so much for the community during COVID, and you're doing so much for um, the, the people globally. What are you doing for Rotarians? And his jaw dropped. He didn't have an answer. And he said, we need to do something. And before I knew it, we had a committee formed. And um, our committee went forward, and we formed what is now called the Rotary Network. It's where um, people who have been hit by COVID anonymously can go in and find financial services, financial help, career help. Um, we also launched a new Rotary Means Business Fellowship, which I am co-leader of, which is a networking group to help Rotarians help Rotarians. Uh, there's mentorship. It, you know, COVID has, as bad as this pandemic is, it has opened up so many different areas of um, opportunities. It has. Mm-hmm. It, it, people, people don't understand. We hear all of the negative things on the news, but we never hear how this, this community outreach is extending, whether it's through Zoom. If, who cares if you have to wear a mask? Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're still out there. You're still, you're still engaging, but people don't hear that on the news. I think it's one of those human things. You got to have that in you. You got to be the kind of person who, like, when, when the chips, I told you the story of how the show started. Yes, I mean, that's 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 one example. If you know, if one your door boat closes, takes a hit, you gotta. You're floating another direction. <laughs> it's it, just keep it, swimming. It's crazy just, what you happens. You gotta keep it going. Yeah. If, what you focus on expands. So if you focus on all the negative, if you focus on listening to all of the deaths that are um, you're are being statistically reported because of COVID, you're gonna sink into an abyss. 
try and find something. Try and find something every day that brings an opportunity to your awareness, that brings you some kind of joy and some kind of happiness right. that will take your heart to the next level. Because when you elevate that, now you, now you have that, that, that gusto, that, that drive to go out there and be of service and, and to make a difference. And making a difference Whew, makes a difference motivation. everywhere. The motivation. <laughs> the motivation. I'm sorry. I'm very passionate yes. Boom. About, about what I'm Seriously. doing and why I'm doing it. So. 8.37 a.m. and you're getting a motivational wake up. Sip your coffee. <laughs> get it. Good morning, Aurora. Linda Kemp. One of the other things, too, I noticed with COVID is that everyone became aware that it was okay to say that you're not okay. We saw other people struggling, businesses, friends, neighbors. I got another story. <laughs> go for it. Let's go. Of course I do. Yeah. I have another story. So one of um, our former membership um, chair, Wendy Gross from the Naperville Club, okay. she is a counselor. And she had posted something on Facebook. And I was wondering why my moods are fluctuating up and down, up and down. One day I was high as a kite and I was, oh, I'm great. I'm painting. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. I'm cooking. And the next day I had no energy and I was down in the dumps. And she posted something on Facebook that talked about um, the, the, the hormones that are, that are surging through your body and the fight and flight mode that you're in and the cortisol levels that are going up because of the stress. Whether you realize it or not, you're in a stressful situation. And I saw, I thought, I got, I got to get her to speak on Zoom at my club. And I reached out to her and she did. People were asking questions. I think what, what she did opened up so much. She's with the wellness group in Naperville. What she did so much was make it okay for us to feel crappy mm -hmm. <laughs> and to feel good one day. We're not crazy. It's just a process. It, it's something we can't control. You want to control so much in your life. Well, COVID has shown us, guess what? Right. Let go of those reins. You can't control everything. So be kinder to yourself. If you get up in the morning and you feel like, well, you know what? I can't shower today. I don't have the motivation. Then don't. Sit in your pajamas. Go read a book if that makes you feel better. If that elevates your mood and gets you to a higher place, that's, that's a better place to be in. Then you'll slowly build the momentum to come back. Right. Be, be kinder to yourself. But she explained it in such a way that what you pointed out, Christine, makes so much sense. You need to be kinder to yourself. We're all stressed. We're all reaching highs and lows. And even now, right, right. there's so much uncertainty. Um, how diff or, or This is the Women in Business series. How difficult has it been for you? Given the history of the, uh, the club not having a women membership until 1984, if I'm not mistaken. That's around, that's nationally and right. globally. Right. How tough was it for you to establish yourself, given your presence as a leader in your heart? How tough was that to establish yourself and assert yourself and get get your doctrine out there in the mix as well? You know, I, I don't ever see that as an obstacle. When I worked for Choice Hotels, I got my, my, um, my dose of it. <laughs> uh, I was dealing with um, international offices. I think Mexico was one of them, Ireland, believe it or not, and um, New Zealand. Those are my biggest challenges because they didn't want to do business with a woman. 
And my director said to me at the time, if they don't do business with you, they don't do business. That made me feel like a million bucks. So they either did it the way I had set up the procedures or they had to, they had to cave. Kick and rocks. what was really interesting, right. I, um, I had gotten married at that point um, and we vacationed at one of the hotels in Mexico and the gentleman was having a meeting there that was my contact, my international contact, and he wouldn't even look at me because he was intimidated by me. I bet. And you know what? It didn't bother me. Right. It's like, this is not my issue. This is your issue. You're, you're not seeing the value in having um, the, the male and female minds come together. It's, it's, it's just like having younger people and older <laughs> people come together. You, you learn from both. It's the same thing. Men and women, Mars and Venus, it's very true. We, have, we think differently. Women are gatherers. Men are hunters. So, you know, they can stay in their nothing box. Have you ever heard about the nothing box? That's, I thought this where I thought this where uh, I thought this where women make husbands go when they no, go no, to the distance that's the go to the go. nothing box. That's why they can change the remote. They're in that box. <laughs> and they can just hit the remote. They don't hear anything, they yeah. don't see anything. Women's brains are wired differently. We're like it's like a a, a super highway. Right. We're multitasking, we have twenty things going on at once and we're sitting there watching the guy going. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, yeah. So it's it's interesting, but when you bring that mix together, what you get is unbelievable. You get um, two minds that are giving each other uh, ideas and uh, just new ways of seeing things, and it opens up doors for the women. It opens up doors for the men. This sounds like our team meeting yesterday. It does. No, it does. It does. It does. Different, we had a, different minds, different perspectives. We had a staff meeting yesterday. Very first one. Told you the history of the show, how we got yeah. here. That was it was a milestone to sit and like gather the brains and put forward, okay, here's what you do well. What would you like to do? People you've don't been, ask that. You've you've been with us. Where's where's our strengths? Where's our weaknesses? What do you think? Where are we strong at? How can we help? What should we be doing? What are we doing now that could be done better? Putting all that together. So yesterday was mm -hmm. a very good conversation with everybody here in this room, and it was great. And learning that, taking the points and the cues from each other, I feel, helps the organization. Oh, gotcha. Gotcha. Yep. Every, every voice is heard. Every, every voice. voice is heard because everyone has a different take, a different, um, they're looking at it from a different aspect. Right. So they have mm -hmm. so much to bring to the table. Don't, don't negate their, um, their ideas. Don't push them aside. Right. You have to take into consideration, oh my gosh, I would never have thought of that because that's not where your brain goes. Right. Right. But someone else may think logically, someone else may be very creative. You need that combination. Exactly. What does America mean to you? What does America mean to me? Um, well, I think we have to set an example to the world on how we treat each other. And I think right now we need to reevaluate this a little bit. You know, we still we it was still fighting the Civil War. <laughs> I, I, I don't understand that, you know. I, my friends come in all different colors, shapes, sizes. Um, I don't care if they're gay, lesbian, trans, who cares? 
I look at their heart, and I think if more people would put on blinders and forget what their skin color is or what, what, whatever else is bothering them about that person and understand where their thinking is coming from, they're thinking that you know this person is, is wrong or this person should not be here in, in the United States. That comes from not their thinking, but thinking that was imposed upon them as children. They grew up in that environment. They weren't old enough to make their own choices and decisions. They adapted the um, ideas and um, modalities that are used today from their families. And you got to break that mold. Yeah, and you I'm not sure. to break absolutely. that mold. Absolutely. Um, I'm not sure if we were talking about this during the show or it was pre-show because we've been talking about a lot, but it's kind of like what you're talking about the Aurora community that people here don't really care who you are, what you look like. It's just, what's the content of your character? Are you good people? Do you care about the community? If so, you know, you're one of us, we're willing to work together. Well, you know, walking down the street um, first Fridays on Friday evening, mm -hmm. I saw people of all ethnicities, gender, color, mm -hmm. they were walking side by side, Distance, distancing, Distance. but <laughs> I shouldn't say side by side. I should say right now they were walking, yeah. social distancing, but they were all walking together. This is this is our community. This is mm -hmm. where we want to be right now. And it didn't bother them if somebody making, you know, obviously making three figures or more a year was walking next to them. Yeah, this is a city where you can't tell that. Yeah. It, I, uh, it doesn't yep, matter. Yep. It doesn't matter. What matters is you're going out, you're having fun, whether you're sitting in a taco joint or you're sitting at a restaurant like Moore or you're sitting at, at, at a bar at yeah. Gilbertson's. It doesn't, it doesn't make a difference. It doesn't make a difference. Favorite restaurants in town? Any places that you like to frequent? Treadwell for my coffee. Damn, shout out. Okay, Treadwell, TW. Uh, Treadwell, and Mora has become my newest favorite. All right. Yeah. Got to um, get to Mora. Got to go did, holler at him. Yeah, it's been, it's, it's been great. It's been great. But and I've Abby seen and that Jason over there, right? Was it Abby, Abby and Jason? Abby and Jason, okay. yeah. Okay. Shout out to them because they are really involved in the community. Yeah. They believe, really are. It's amazing. I believe SciTech is having a fundraiser there. Towards the end of the month. I'll yeah, have to get you I, the think, info. I think, yeah. Oh, yeah you need, need to add the, that to your list. Yeah, we need the scoop. Hold on. <laughs> yeah, SciTech, we had our last in person meeting at SciTech before COVID hit. That was our last in person meeting. Wow. It was, um, it was a great meeting, and we thought we were going to do great things. And, and then everything shut down. And everything everybody shut had down. to. Go virtual and think of new ways to engage. But you know what? Engage. Here we are. We're still moving and shaking right, right. here in Aurora. So. Now, we talked a little bit about the perceptions that Aurora had, which are no longer uh, there pretty much. It seems like they're going by the wayside. I worked downtown Chicago um, for six years. I lived here in Aurora, took the Metro in and out every single day and be coming home for Curtis, man, where you live, man? And I live in Aurora. Oh, shit. Kind of, <laughs> kind of tough, man. And I'm like, no, it's not. They don't you know, get it, it. It's all good. Yeah, you know, it's it's a really nice place. They don't get it. That's not really the case anymore. 
you'll get people, you talk to them and everything, and tell them where you live. I live in Aurora. I'm like, oh, that's a place where they got the Paramount there. There's no more negative, it, there's no more immediate negative association with the name Aurora. Now there's a lot more optimism, I feel. Oh my gosh, there's Absolutely. so much optimism mm -hmm. here. I'm telling you, I felt it at the um, tree lighting ceremony in the parade. Right. The parade was 12 minutes long, but it seemed like it went on forever because I was just I was just looking out. We, were, we had our truck with the rotary lights and everything mm -hmm. else. You know, we have a plugging festival of lights, of course. But within the festivities, it was just amazing looking out into the crowd and seeing the little kids and the big kids. You know, the moms, the grandmas, everybody was out there side by side. And then the fireworks display was nothing like I've ever seen. First of all, I'd never seen fireworks going off in the winter. So here I am freezing, and I, I got separated <laughs> from, from the truck, and I was down. I was just down there, like like a kid, looking at these amazing fireworks, and just feeling like this is a Hallmark movie. <laughs> I'm actually in a Hallmark mm -hmm. movie. Surreal. Because only yeah. in Hallmark Surreal. movies are there fireworks with snow, right? Uh, yes. It's like absolutely. Merry Christmas, Mom. Yeah, absolutely. Like, oh, so it happens like, on every street. Yeah, yeah. How the hell are they like fireworks? Because it seems like when you're in a Hallmark movie, it's it's surreal. It's not right. it's not really happening. And that's how I felt. And I, I do hope that this social distancing doesn't in you know, inhibit us from doing that again. And if it does We'll just ride in our truck and parade however they want us to parade, but we're doing it. Right, yep. yeah, because there was some small talk. It's kind of disappeared from what I've seen now. There was some small talk of a uh, reimposition of the original phases and their restrictions, like going back to three and two. But yeah. I, I, I don't see that anymore. I don't see that anymore. Kane, uh, Kane County had some a rise in cases like a couple weeks ago, but I don't see that anymore. So I think that we're... I'm just taking it day by day. Right. I'm not. I'm living in the moment. I'm not going to project into the future, uh, except to know that things are getting better. Because, as I keep saying, systems are being broken down. Mm -hmm. So, if we have to go through this and we have to go through some growing pains again, unfortunately, that's what happens when something new is coming out and coming up. But there's just just so much to to look forward to, and I think we need to keep our focus on. You know, what you can do every day to make you happy. And don't attach it to anything because as soon as that's taken away, there goes your happiness. Right. So if you have a cup of coffee in front of you, bond with that cup of coffee in the morning and say, this is this how I'm going to start my day. It this makes me happy right now. <laughs> <laughs> Tell your coffee how much you appreciate <laughs> yeah. it. There you oh, go. Oh, you spilled my coffee. Oh, yeah. the coach. Sorry. <laughs> the audience didn't see that, thank goodness. <laughs> But um, it, it's all on, you know, how you perceive right. your life and where you're Be, going. Being grateful that. for what you have. Yeah. I have a rotary story. I have the story of the first time I ever saw the name Rotary Club. Um, I've been taking the Metro my entire life from a kid. I was just a kid riding the train and going downtown uh, when I worked downtown at a certain point in my life. And. I remember it was raining cats and dogs real crazy and one of the South Shore Chicago lines like as opposed to the suburban lines out here there may not be a little you know a little station out there you know a little train station right. where you go in a little covered place you're probably just going to get dropped off and then there's a train track street and then you got to make your way 
raining cats and dogs one day. I'm a vestibule guy, so I hang in the front, you know, talk <laughs> talk a little politics, a little coffee and everything. And uh, there's a kid, he has no umbrella. And there's a really big guy. He looked kind of like John Candy and Uncle Buck, you know. He had on shorts. And I thought, why is this guy wearing shorts and it's raining cats? But anyway, and uh, he had a big, huge backpack and everything. And he had a blue and gold umbrella. Wow. Kind of like a sword, huge umbrella. Kid's getting off. You got an umbrella, kid? And he was like, nah. He reached and pulled out this huge umbrella. And uh, he had a little small black one for himself. He was like, you can have it. Nobody should not have an umbrella. It's raining cats and dogs out here. And the kid opened it up, and it was a Rotary Club umbrella. It was huge. Like it, golf, was, golf it was it was a like, golf umbrella. Yeah, it was yeah. enormous. And like... That just, stuff it just with, hit your that 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 did that hard. did because that that young kid, I was like oh like John Candy just a big huge guy and then like this little kid going kind of rough part of town over there, had no umbrella, right? Walking home, that was real. I felt that, it's, and it was just it, amazing? it was it was a moment in time. I mean, I got off the next station and who knows what became of this guy and this man. And this was years ago, but. That stayed with me the whole... I was like, that's the kind of life you should be living. That's the kind of life people should be living. They should do stuff like that. Make I sure got everybody one. got an umbrella to walk home in. Just like that. And I'm going to have to tell this to you do because you yeah. you'll never believe it. So we had a... Um, we were trying to uh, involve more women in Rotary, and there was a women's event going on at the, the um, convention center. So we were taking shifts. And the way they had us park was bizarre. We had to go through all of these different halls, and it was crazy the way they had it set up. <clears throat> and I maneuvered, you know, in there. And as I was leaving, I see this couple sitting on, on the floor, on the carpet, and they're looking at each other, and they're reading the uh, pamphlet they had. Now, there was a cooking expo going on right next door. And they stopped me, and they said, excuse me, do you work here? I said, no, I'm with R Rotary. And he stopped and he said, whoa, excuse me, wait a second. What do you mean? You, are you with Rotary? I said, yes, I am. He came up and he said, can I hug you? Uh, I'm like, not sure. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So he gives me this great big hug and he calls his girlfriend over. He said, we were looking to find the cooking show, but he said, I cannot believe you're with Rotary. I said, do you know what Rotary is? He said, of course I do. He said he used to live in Chicago in the inner city, and his family sent him away to Florida somewhere. And while he was in Florida, uh, one of the members of a local Rotary Club out there came to his school, and they talked about Rotary, and he had to write a paper on Rotary, and that changed his life. He was moving back here. He was sitting with his girlfriend, and they were talking about ways that they could get involved in the community. He's in his 30s now, and here I am walking past him. I said, can I connect you to a club in the Chicago area? He said, absolutely. We took a picture together, and he gave me his phone number. That's, That's amazing. Awesome. <laughs> that is. That's awesome. Uh -huh. See? You never know the impact that you have. It was like <laughs> a cooking show. Right. It's fu funny, yeah, the, the paths you go down when you're not you know, intending to. No, it just it happens. It's serendipitous how that all falls into your lap. So your story, your story, and the story I just told you, 
They're happening out there every single minute and yep. every single day. We're just not hearing about that. Exactly. Yeah. How ahead, sorry, sorry. how can people connect with Rotary or how can they find you on social media, your website? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. All yes, the yes, above. yes. 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 So is it? There are websites. websites. Is it there are, you can go to the district website. Okay. You can, if you're, um, if you'd like to take a look at a club and find out what their service projects are, um, you can just go to their website. They'll have pictures of what they are engaged in. They'll have their uh, board members listed, and they'll give you. You you get a slice of seeing into their clubs and what they represent. And if that club doesn't fit you, there's probably another one down the road that will. You can go on Facebook and look for different clubs. They're right, we're, we're right here. We're everywhere. And we're looking for um, newer, younger members because younger members, they want to roll up their sleeves and they just want to get out there and do. Ooh, right. Mm -hmm. Hungry. They're, they're, Hungry they, for uh, it. This is what, you know, millennials in, are getting coach. such a bad rap right now, <laughs> I yeah. feel, because they don't want to do things the traditional way. Right. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. My generation didn't want to do things traditional either. Yeah. So every every generation that comes up does something different. They want they don't want they don't want to sit at board meetings. They don't want to sit and have a, an hour and a half lunch. They want to sit. They want to say, "Yeah, I'll have a beer." No, I'll have I'll have a diet coke. What are we doing? Right. Where are we going? When do you want us there? What's our next project? Right. Yep. Cause that's my background. I got so tired of that. But I knew that when I was like in corporate America, mm -hmm. downtown Chicago, I knew like, God, right? Eight to, you know, eight to five. And I'm sitting here. We got a nine o'clock. And then we got a 1030. And then right when the meeting's about to end, somebody like, so wait a minute. Can we just go over like, so what are we supposed to do? Like, oh my God. You know, shut Just up. get to the yeah. point. Let's Please. go. I know what I got to do. Move yeah. and get it done. Mm -hmm. yep. And that's, that's what. That's what Rotary is all about. Uh, we have a, an Interact club. Um, Interact is a um, high school version of Rotary, and it's through uh, Rosary High School. And we had uh, the girls there put together a, a fundraiser with, uh, in conjunction with Rotary for um, Hurricane Dorian that hit the Bahamas. Right. And our club, because of the efforts with Rosary and um, Mart O'Connor, who is their moderator from our club, we were able to get a bronze award. We didn't go out and sit, set our sights to do that. These girls were selling bagels <laughs> and fundraising. Now, imagine imagine teenagers doing this. Imagine the impact they can make on the community once they have gotten um, past high school, past college, and now they're, they're, they're a structure in the community. They are our leaders. They're going to be out there making a difference. I come from... Uh, so I went to I went to a Catholic school up until about fourth or fifth grade. I come from. I grew up in Harvey, so uh, kind of close to Indiana. I come from the era of bake sales. Like I I that is I know those really well. It was a thing to like get up, get dressed, go yeah. down to the um, to the church right around the corner that the big the big house they used to call it, and be out there with the bake sale like that is a that's a thing in my i know that very well so i know the impact that legions of young kids can have selling something 
bake sale, and I know the impact that a bake sale has in a community and can fund stuff. They learn stuff. so much from yes, that. Yes, they do. They learn yeah. finances. Mm-hmm. Oh, you want new equipment <laughs> learn, for volleyball? They learn bake service. Sale. They learn that mm-hmm. you can make a difference. You can make a difference in someone's life. Right. So. Uh, the time is now 9 o'clock a.m. Oh God! What, what? We gotta extend. Yeah, we gotta extend so these interviews. I swear, right? Every time it gets a nine, I'm like, damn! I still got more questions. Well, I just want to thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to be here today. We appreciate you coming on. We really do. Yeah. Um, highlighting as we as we talked about on the phone, but as we all know here, like this show is dedicated to Aurora, and by Aurora we mean the people, the places, the things, all in Aurora. Uh, to your point, there's a lot of stuff going on that's really good that people have no idea about. And we are not trying to be stuck in, I don't think this will happen to Aurora, we're not trying to be stuck in the rut of the big names. And only the big names only mm-hmm. are what's going on. Oh, if it's not happening there, you're not hearing about it. That's not how we, no. This it's show is dedicated to Aurora. Everyday well, people. We're built yep. on mom and pops here. Exactly. And I keep saying me, even though I live in Oswego. You're an Auroran. You're an Aurora. I'm, I'm yep. an Aurorian at heart. I you mean, are. that's where most of my service projects mm-hmm. are, um, you know, are done. And yeah. I, I love it. I absolutely love it. Yeah. So. Today we can be good morning Oswego for a couple of minutes. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to and Oswego. Nothing against Oswego. <laughs> I just, uh, I just love this community. Yep. Yeah. Um, so we like to end the show on a positive note. So <clears> what <throat> is something uh, actionable and positive that the people of Aurora should take with them? today and through the rest of this week? Wow. Well, I think we need to check on our neighbors that are isolated, whether it's a neighbor who's an elderly person that doesn't have family, or whether it's just um, you know, a single individual that's either divorced, no kids, and is alone through this. We need to check up on them and make sure that they're functioning, and hey, is there anything you need? Can I grab you a cup of coffee? I'm going, I'm going for groceries. Anything I can pick you up? You know, just just a small <coughs> reach out to someone. Just reach out. That's um, people are afraid to do that now because of you know COVID. But you need to do that if you if you know that there's a neighbor, or um, maybe maybe a single mom with some kids. Take some donuts over there. Right. Just it's do something to reach out. Just just that small little act of kindness can change their whole perception of the day, the week, the hour. Right. Yeah. It's it's the worst time, but it's also the best time. You can pretty much shoot a text Tale out of to anybody and just say time. yes. It, it was. was the worst of times. <laughs> yeah, Excellent. just ask somebody how you're doing. Hey, I haven't talked to you in a while. And it doesn't seem weird because we're all, hey, I haven't talked to you in a while. We haven't yeah. talked to anybody in a while. Exactly, exactly. Wonderful. That's, that's it. So, uh, on behalf of Good Morning Aurora, we would like to say thank you to our wonderful guest, Miss Kemp, for coming on and talking to us about her life and also the Rotary Club. Uh, please remember to show love, spread love, be motivated, be positive on this great Wednesday, and we will see you guys tomorrow right back here, 8 a.m. live on the second largest city's first daily news pro- uh, podcast. And with that, we're out. <laughs>